There's a lot that plagues men in today's world, whether that be money, success, relationships, happiness, or even confidence. The list goes on and on. But with endless information, fake news, a fast-paced world, it can be hard to know who to listen to and what to do to move life forward. Enter Man of Class, a place with a simple formula, continuous learning, adaptable, supportive, and success-driven. I found these pillars are the essential building blocks for men to not only create a life that has it all, but is also on their terms. With over 2,000 downloads and many success stories, my name is Eric Yusko, and this is the Man of Class Podcast. Welcome back, guys. I just wanted to say that um, we're, <laughs> as, as I'm recording this, we're getting to the end of March. I can't believe that um, we're already ending the first quarter into 2022. And before we know it, we'll be into Q2. So uh, it, it's just crazy, crazy how fast time is going. Uh, but it's also, I like the quarter system, right? So, you know, four quarters in a year, because it really, you know, businesses look at it of like, what did you do in the quarter? What's for next quarter? Trying to close stuff out. But it's it can be really an eye-opening experience because one quarter of the year is done. So how is your life so far? Have you achieved what you wanted to do so far? Are you even on track? Have you maybe forgot the goals that you wrote down on January 1? It, it just is a great pause to right before we get into warmer weather and maybe more travel or just being more outside, depending on where you're living. If you're living sort of Midwest or, or up north, you know, you're starting to merge outside after a winter of, <laughs> of brutal cold and maybe some snow. And so it's just it's just a great pause. So I, I'm excited to share that with you. I'm also excited when I think of one of the things that really holds a lot of guys back. And it's not really talked that much about. I know girls kind of talk about it a lot, but uh, it, it, guys, not so much. And so, you know, the topic today is is how to escape anxiety's grasp. And anxiety, it, it's really fascinating because there's there's a lot to anxiety. You know, let's, let's be honest. Anxiety isn't something that was really talked about. Again, most guys don't really talk about it. So it's, it's something to dive deeper in and just have more awareness around because you may be, you may not feel quite right, but all of a sudden you're just like, I don't know what that is. So we'll dive a little bit into, to what that, you know, feels like and what maybe you may be experiencing that and you don't even realize that you're experiencing it. <laughs> One of the best examples that I was ever told is what anxiety feels like. Some of you may know, I don't know if, if the newer one is, is true or not, but Willy Wonka, the original Willy Wonka, there's a, a scene in the movie and it's, uh, you know, they, he's, he's like on this boat and they're going in and I don't really quite remember it, but I remember enough of it that it like, it gets the point across, but you know, they're, they're going out on the boat and he's saying this poem and as he's saying that poem, all of a sudden he starts kind of slower and quieter and he starts to, you know, get very loud and vocal and very quick. And, the, and before you know it, all of a sudden it's like very fast paced, very fast paced. And you can, you know, whenever I was watching that movie, I kind of like tensed up. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is just a lot of information. And that, that is a great explanation of anxiety. 
anxiety can be sort of that escalating loss of control, like that worst case scenario thinking, the imagery and that really like that total uncertainty. And it's it can sneak up on us. It, it can sneak up on us in the quickest way, in the worst way. And again, that worst case thinking, although arguably it could be a protection mechanism that may once have protected us from maybe venturing out, getting killed by a tiger, lion, or bear. Uh, oh my, no pun. But the the piece there is how much is that really helping you today? We can start to become more aware of the fact of the, the thought, feeling, and actions that are actually helping us today and the things that may be not helping us so much today. And so, you know, if you're afraid to surrender because you don't want to lose your control, but you don't really feel like you have that control. So that's where like that worst case scenario and like, no, 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 like I really needed to double down on control. When in reality, here's, here's the scariest part. You never really were in control. And I, and I paused there for a second because so many times we can imagine situations where maybe kids act out or a spouse does something or parents or a sibling, something, you know, something happens at work and the initial reaction is no, I need to double down. I need to control it. Right. Cause if, if I, if, if once I get this thing under control, right. We use that phrase all the time. Once we get, Hey, life's a little crazy right now. I'm going to get it under control though. Hey, my eating habits are out of control. Once I get it in there, like I'll be good. And in a lot of ways, there's many different situations where we think we have a lot of more control than we probably actually have. And in a lot of instances, we probably didn't really have control to begin with. And so all you really were left with was anxiety. And so that's actually, it's it's funny, but that, that is a paraphrasing of a quote from Elizabeth Gilbert, uh, where she had said that you're afraid of surrender because you don't want to lose control, but you never had control. All you had was anxiety. And so that's that's really profound. And the first time I read that, I was really taken back because so many times we think we have so much control in life and we don't, right? We don't control the car that's next to us driving down the highway. We can control our car. We can control how we, you know, our thoughts, feelings, actions, but we can't control anybody else. We can't control our spouses, no matter how much we want to think that we can. There's, because that means if you control somebody, then that means that they don't have free will. And we all know that we have free will. We have free choice. You you have free choice in all ways and all times. And so that inherently means that if you have free choice, then everyone else has free choice. It, and so when that is true, then you end up recognizing the fact that like, wow, maybe I'm trying to hold a lot of responsibility because I want to control my kids or, or my family or coworkers, or I'm trying to be a better leader. So I just need to control the team a little bit better. And all that comes out to be is a lot more anxiety, right? Because you feel like that escalating loss of control. And so you try to control it even worse. And it's just that continuous spiral of seeking control, not having control, needing more control, even losing less control. And it just it just keeps going. And so here's another interesting thing about anxiety that, you know, you may know, you may not know. It was news to me when I I heard it and then I thought and kind of chewed on it a little bit more. So hopefully you do the same. But it's that anxiety can both be a state and a trait. And so that emotion can be characterized by the feelings of like tension, 
that worried thought and really in some instances, physical changes like increased blood pressure. You know, I'm sure, you know, we've all seen that, that rom-com or that sitcom where uh, their patients, they're trying to get his blood pressure and you know, their mom or, or somebody is in there like nagging him, asking all these questions. And the doctor's like, whoa, like your blood, your blood pressure just shot up. And we always kind of laugh like, oh yeah, my blood pressure's up, you know, in stressful situations. Like that's actually true though. That's not just sort of tongue in cheek funny, but that that actually can happen. You can increase your blood pressure when you're having those racing thoughts because it, your your body it goes into a it doesn't know right all it knows is that you're feeling this. It doesn't really know if there's an actual threat out there, like you're getting chased by a lion, or you know if you're if you're not right. So that's what's really really interesting is that it can actually be a state or a trait. And so that, you know, when you think of a state or a trait, a trait means that it's just something that you've done. And it's just like a reoccurring thought, feeling action that just keeps playing. I don't want, you know, I don't want to fail here, right? I don't, um, I don't want my kids to fail. I want to protect my kids, right? I want them to have a better life than I had. And that itself can bring about anxiety. That isn't necessarily a state. That's like a trait, right? That's a, that's something that you're, you know, a thought feeling action is triggering that state um, of anxiety. But then there's also some people who just like, they're just a very anxious type person. And they're in that the whole time. Like they're in that like ton, like a lot of the time, right? So they could be diagnosed of, of having an anxiety disorder where they're in a state of anxiety more times than they're not. And then there's other people who they there's certain thought, feelings, and actions that leads them to coming into a state of, of anxiety. So it's like a shorter term. So even though you're getting in that state, it's almost like a trait because it's you're thinking something and that thing is bringing about anxiety. But if you remove that thought, you know, two minutes before you had that thought, you didn't have anxiety. So like that's something to be aware of. Are you just in a state of anxiety all the time? Or are there certain things that maybe are triggering to you that you're feeling anxious maybe about money or maybe you're feeling anxious about a conversation? You're, you're fearing the worst case scenario of what's going to happen when you have to go talk to a boss. You have to go you know, answer the mail to a customer or uh, you have to have a tough conversation with an employee. It, those can be things where maybe anxiety is is a trait in there. And so... Anxiety can also lead to one of two coping mechanisms. And I thought this was also really cool. Well, again, when I'm like learning all this stuff about anxiety, you know, I've got some friends and they are very anxious. And so it's one of those, I really try to learn through others. And so anxiety was one of those things that I had, but I didn't know that I had it. There were certain things, you know, I, I would probably go and say, I'm more of a trait you know, anxiety comes out more like a trait for me. There's certain things, there's certain thought, feelings, and actions that triggers anxiety. I'm not in that state all the time, but once I started to uncover a lot of this, it gave me a lot of empathy and understanding to those who do have anxiety because I'm like, whoa, okay, now, like I just felt kind of weird, didn't know what that was. Now I'm recognizing, wait, that's anxiety. So when somebody says, I'm just feeling really anxious, it totally changes my approach because now I'm like, wait a second. That, you know, when I don't feel that great because I'm just like super nervous or super like just anxious, right? Uh, 
imagine somebody who's in that all the time, or maybe it leads to a conversation of, you know, you must have a lot on your plate. Like what, what's going on? You know, what's causing you some of that anxiety? Maybe you need to talk about it. Maybe, you know, you need some help, maybe who knows what, but just being more aware of that, not only for yourself, but for those around you can be a big game changer. So two coping mechanisms around anxiety are worry and avoidance. And so it's, I'm, I kind of chuckle here because again, I, I, the more I learn about it, the more I, it's weird, right? I'm excited to learn about it, but that excitement is because now I feel like I can try to relate to others and maybe help those conversations. So, you know, my friends or, or different family members that feel more anxious, I've been able to change my approach and it's really helped. And so that's why I want to share all of this with you because you may be in that situation where you are exhibiting, you know, anxious moments or maybe you are that person who is in a state of anxiety or maybe you know somebody and you didn't really quite know how to deal with it so we just kind of awkwardly just didn't have that conversation right oh i'm feeling anxious today all right well uh, sucks to be you uh i i got to go right call me later now you know you can start to say like hey you know it sounds like maybe you might be avoiding something you know what is it that maybe you're avoiding your in your life so that gets into worry and avoidance. Worry is really cool because worry is like the thinking part of anxiety. And so the worry is that chain of negative thoughts about all the bad things that might happen in the future, right? That's like that's like you giving all the power to Murphy, you know, Murphy's law. So you're just giving all the power to Murphy and you're like, Murphy, you just, you just have your best, right? You just take out whatever you think and you just give me the worst case of the worst case of the worst case. And that's going to be the world that I live in. And it's so torturous. It's super, super torturous because you, you're, you're playing the worst case scenario, right? It's, it's, well, I'm going to lose all my money. I'm going to, I'm going to be isolated. No one's going to love me. And I'm just going to be out in the middle of the wilderness and probably eaten by a bear. And so like, that's going to be my life written on my um, gravestone, eaten by bear, <laughs> right? Not, not necessarily the thing that we always strive for, but worrying is the thinking part. And so it's, again, it's really cool because when you some people think like, oh, I'm just like really worried. So you can say worry, but worry is, okay, what are you worried about? Like what's on the brain? What is the worst case scenario that you're playing out in your brain right now? And again, that just even having that awareness of language to share with somebody is huge because again, right? If, if you, you sense somebody is, you can just instantly connect with them and say like, Hey, like what, you know, what's going on? Like what, what is the, what is the worst case situation that you're playing out here? And even sometimes when we speak it, right? We chuckle to ourselves after we say it and we're like, oh, you know, I'm going to talk to my boss and he's going to hate it and he's going to fire me. And, and, you know, and then I'm, and then I'm just going to be poor and I'm going to lose everything. When you say it out loud, you go, well, that might've been a little silly. You know, maybe it's not that bad, right? Maybe he won't really flip out that bad, or maybe she really won't flip out that bad. But the worry there is, is the thing, right? The cat that catches us. And so that leads into the the second piece, which is avoidance. And avoidance, avoidance is tricky. Avoidance is like really, really sneaky. Because avoidance is like not showing up and often spending a lot of energy zigzagging around and away from that thing that already feels like it's consuming us. 
So I'm going to say that again because that was that was a little trippy, right? So avoidance is not showing up and often spending a ton of energy zigzagging around, away, trying to avoid that thing that it already feels like it's consuming you. So, you know, avoidance will make you feel less vulnerable in the short term, but it'll never make you less afraid. And I thought like that was really profound. Again, like the first time that I heard that and I go, wow, that's really cool. We always think, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be taken advantage of. I don't want this. I don't want this. I, you know, I'm trying to avoid this type of situation. I'm trying to avoid the uncomfortableness, but it'll never make you less afraid. Those two, those two are completely different. And I thought that was really interesting because we, how often do you find yourself maybe avoiding an awkward conversation and you think, well, if I just don't have that conversation, right? Uh, we, you know, me and my spouse, like we just yelled at each other last night. Maybe if we just like avoid that conversation, like it'll never happen. Just because you avoided it doesn't mean that you're any less afraid of it. And so we'll get into like, okay, so then what does that mean? Like, how do I overcome that? Right? Because that can be trippy. So, you know, that's great. So avoidance doesn't work, but okay, what do I, what do I go do about it? Do I just like face right into it. Like what, you know, how do I deal with it, if you will? And here's another interesting like dimension of anxiety. And this, I've also kind of felt this from time to time. Anxiety and excitement feel the same. And their only separation, the only difference is by how we interpret it and we label it. And so sometimes you can feel like, oh, like I just kind of feel anxious. But that could actually be excitement because here's the weird thing. Sometimes anxiety can feel like excitement and and, and excitement can feel like anxiety. It just all depends on, on what it is like, right? Let's say that you're, you know, a day from vacation, right? A day from a week long of fully unplugging, sitting on the beach in the sun, just just soaking up the rays, right? No stress, no worries, no shoes, no problems. And you're so excited by that because you're like, oh, I've busted my tail. You know, COVID's kept us in. Like, I, it's just going to be so wonderful to just get out and really go do this. And you're just like super excited. You're kind of like buzzing that that kind of feeling is the same. The only difference is, you know, imagine, you know, two, two you know, twin brothers, let's say. You know, one brother feels super excited. He can't wait to get down there. The other brother is super afraid of the airplane. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to fly. I know we have to fly. I know it makes sense to go fly, but I'm super nervous. I, like, I just, I've got so much anxiety about the flight. And it's interesting because the same, they can be feeling the same exact thing. It's just one person is focused on the destination, how wonderful it's going to be. And the other person is fearful of like the airplane because I don't want it to crash or I don't want it to, you know, I... I just get nervous, you know, I, I get sick, I, I have height, you know, migraines or air pressure doesn't work. And those can all be things that it again, may feel the same, but it's only going to be separated by how you interpret it and how you label it. So that again, right, it can offer you up like a big, a big piece of it. And so I want to share, you know, a, a story about avoidance, because like I said, I, I, I have avoidance from time to time. And Amber's gotten really, really attuned to this. Like, this is a cool thing about marriage is you start to learn so much about the other person. And in some ways you learn, oh, okay, so like this, this programming is coming out. 
and you and when you're aware of the other person, then they help you become aware of your programming. And then you can kind of work, you know, is it working? Is it not working? Like, how do you want to improve it? So we moved into the new house. Um, it was like December of 2020. So kind of middle of the pandemic, we thought it was a great idea. Let's pick up and move. And Am, you know, Amber really wanted a, a, a bigger house and she's like, well, you know, like maybe like now's the time, right? COVID kind of had us in and uh, we're thinking through all this different stuff. And like, we just kind of want land. We want, we want more. And I was just super, I would, I just so much avoidance, right? I, I, I didn't want a bigger house. I, I was uncertain, right? Where's COVID going to go? Is the world going to close down again? You know, cause it was in that awkward things were kind of closed, but things weren't really closed. And so my mind went to the whole worst case scenario, right? The world's going to close down. There's going to be a lot of shortages. Uh, you know, are we going to have shortages where we can't, like, I know this house, like I know all the things that I put into it. I know all the things that I fixed. I know how everything operates in that house. My fear of what if we get into a house and like, I'm just Murphy again is going rag wild and you know, I know that the roof may not be as new as what was at the old house and uh, the appliances go out or a different heating system that I might not know and all these different things. And it, it just like all of those types of worries like happen, like they were real. And, you know, Amber, she, it's funny when both of us compliment each other very well. When I go into a place of avoidance, she goes into a place of action. And when she goes into a place of avoidance, I somehow go into a place of action. <clears throat> and so in this instant, you know, I was like super avoidance about buying the house. And, you know, she, you know, she found this wonderful house. It, it, it was hard to say no to. It's got a massive 48 by 60 foot like building, uh, like a big shop. And so I was like, oh my God, like this is a dream come true. But I'm, I really am trying to avoid this whole situation because it's even worse to like get it and then have the fear of losing it all. And so I was just, I was kind of like the, um, the donkey, right. That's trying to be pulled into this. And I was resisting so much resistance. And I, it, it wasn't until one night I was, I was trying to go to sleep and I started thinking about it going, wow, I'm spending a lot of energy. Like I'm now, it's now messing with my sleep because I'm so worried of what bad is, you know, what bad is happening. Like what could be going on? Murphy is just running, you know, loose. He's, he's going crazy. We need to stop him. And it, it was in that moment of going, again, avoiding trying to make yourself feel less vulnerable in the short term, but it doesn't make you less afraid. There was nothing in that moment that was going to make me feel less afraid. But the only thing that I knew and trusted, and, you know, I, I kind of came to terms with this. And the next morning I woke up and I said, Amber, I said, I'm sorry, I've been in such a place of, of avoidance on this. I said, um, because that probably comes across like I don't tr I don't believe in us because I looked at it differently again right I was excited uh, there was part of me where you know that avoidance was in that anxiety was kind of also excitement because I was like oh my god like this is a dream house uh, you know beautiful property um, tons of opportunity for us to grow but here I was focusing on all the negatives and so I told her the next morning we we're having coffee together and I said hey, you know I, I'm I'm sorry I a lot of my avoidance probably comes across as like, I don't trust that we can do this. And I don't trust in our abilities to figure things out. And I want you to know, like, that's not what I think, right? I, I, I'm afraid, 
but I'm afraid of the things that I don't know that I'm afraid of. And when I started looking at it through the lens of I trust in us, I trust in what we can do to not only, you know, as, as unique individuals, but coming together, you know, with Lily and, and it just, in that moment, when I made that shift, there was a ton of, there was a ton of relief. It was almost like all the weight that I was carrying kind of just went away. <clears throat> and I share that story because that's a real story, right? Big purchases. Let's say that you're trying to buy a car or a house or a rental property or starting a business or a new job change, right? Whatever that it is, there can be a lot of that anxiety and it may be that you're focusing, right? Murphy needs to be reined in. And instead of focusing on all the things that can go bad, it could just be an awareness of, hey, maybe I just need to look at things, you know, do I really doubt my abilities? No, I, I, I've been able to handle tougher stuff than this before. So, you know, maybe maybe I need to lean and have some courage on on that piece of it. And so that, that actually kind of helps with the moving into the next phase, which is, you know, how do you move out of anxiety? Uh, in that example, right, it was, it was a different mindset. It was what is the limiting belief that I'm telling myself? And how do I become more aware of it? How do I become, how do I gain some of that clarity? And then how do I start taking execution? And this is actually, you know, the, <laughs> I joke, it's the ACE method. Uh, with my clients, I was asked one time, I said, you know, coaching and everything, like, what is it that you actually do? Like, I don't understand, like, what it is that you do? What, how do you help men? And I go, great question. I said, in reality, I help them see the things that they can't see. I said, so in reality, I guess that's kind of like awareness. If I had to boil a lot of that down, it's awareness. So once you become aware of something, then you want to get super clear. You want to get, you know, clear on what it is that you do want. Maybe you've identified the things that you don't want, but how, you know, how do you start to get a picture of what you do want? I said, so I guess that's the clarity piece. And for anybody that knows me knows that there's only so much philosophical that I can handle before it's like, no, we got to take, we got to start taking some action. We got to start moving on stuff. I said, so execution is always going to be a part of it. And before, like, right, um, before I could say it, the person I was talking to, he's like, so like, you're an ace. And, and I started laughing. I said, it makes it, it's a bad joke, right? I'm like the ace up your sleeve. But in some ways, like that ace method is that process through change, right? Becoming aware of something, getting that clarity and really moving into that execution. And so that's, you know, that's how you get out of anxiety is looking at, you know, is there a limiting belief that I need to change? You know, getting more awareness around what that is and clarity on, on what thought, feeling and action is, is keeping you stuck. And it's, it's interesting because a lot of times too, you know, here, here's another interesting story is, um, imperfect action. So you may not know what to go do and you may just have to start digging. And I say digging because, you know, it, it reminds me again, like year one, when we were on the, we we're on this homestead, you know, trying to build a, building it out. We had no idea what we we're going to do. So Amber's like, uh, we need a garden. I want a big garden. So I gave her the, you know, the paint, you know, the yard paint or whatever. She goes out and she starts spraying stuff. And <laughs> I'm like, that's a pretty big garden. <laughs> She's like, I think it's too small. So she goes and makes it bigger. And I, okay, sweet. I guess, I don't know. I, I, I guess I need some tools because I can't do this all by hand. And it was just like imperfect action after next imperfect action. 
and I just like the thing after the next day, okay, I guess I need, you know, we needed a tractor. So we got a tractor and I was like, well, okay. Uh, a buddy was like, Hey, you're not going to rototill that by hand. You're certainly not going to go do that with a mantis, little mantis rototiller you got. You need, you need a big boy rototiller. So ended up going to get a rototiller. And then it was like, Oh, we need, you know, we want us, we want a berry patch. We want, Oh, we want bees. Bees came into the picture. And it was just like, I had no idea and I was so, you know, when I thought of like the whole homestead of like, what are we going to go do with this property? There's tons of anxiety. Like, I don't even know where to begin. Right. And you may be in that spot. You may be going, I, how do I, you know, I want a better life. I don't even know where to begin. I, do I focus on money? You know, do I focus on trying to get money? Do I focus on happiness? Do I focus on mindset? I, how do you even start on mindset? And imperfect action is is the ticket uh taking those next steps and so again right i never would have pictured out the the steps of the gardening and learning all the stuff that we did but there's also the excitement and again it's kind of how you look at stuff that imperfect action are you going to take it as like it has to be perfect every single time then it, it's not going to be fun for you because you are going to try to perfect something and have quote control. And when you may not actually have control over it and that can bring about even more anxiety. So you can see how that kind of plays in. <clears throat> but then if you look at it and say, well, imperfect action, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do something and it may be a mistake and that's okay. And if it is a mistake, then I'll learn from it. If it's not a mistake, then well, sweet. You know, we'll just keep moving forward and just step after step like that is how you, you, you tend to move out of it. So really, you know, when I try to boil all this stuff down, you know, anxiety, uh, we talked a ton of stuff about anxiety, but the, the piece of it around a mindset shift, you're, you know, you could be one mindset shift away, or you could be just, you know, needing to take some imperfect action. Because those, you know, those are two different tools, if you will, that can help you move and shift out of anxiety. And again, nothing's, you know, curing anxiety is not going to be like one day you're going to wake up and go, all the anxiety is done. Because again, you may not even be aware of the fact that you have anxiety. That that can be a big awareness piece by itself. You may just feel jittery. And again, it's, it's interesting because more and more people are telling me, um, Hey, you know, coffee makes me jittery. So like I've given up coffee and it's sometimes like, that's great. Like for a lot of people, that's a wonderful thing because there is, you know, coffee can make you that jittery, but they may be jittery without the caffeine. That may be, you know, that may be a red herring that may not actually be the root cause of why you're, you're jittery. It could be anxiety. It could be basically undiagnosed. You're, it's anxiety that you're not even aware of, right? So that that first step of awareness. So uh, I hope all this this makes sense. I, I know we went through a lot of different stuff. Uh, I'd love to hear any questions that you that you've got. Uh, as always, you know, if you ever want to reach out and have a conversation, you know, go to the website, there's there's different ways you can connect with me. Uh, you can send me an email just straight eric.usco at manofclass.com. Uh, there's um, ways to connect on the website. Uh, to book a call if you want to to talk through something, or if you just need some help, you know, getting that awareness, clarity, and and taking some execution in your life, that accountability piece. So that's what I do, and that's how I help men. So um, 
And I also have um, some cool episodes planned for coming up. I, I it really trying to help understand some of the things that are missing in people's lives. Uh, some of the things that I kind of hear over and over again, like anxiety was one of them. And I was just like, you know what? I need to get learned up on anxiety because this is more and more people are feeling anxious and more and more people are becoming aware of it, but they don't really know what to do with it. And a lot of times they end up in the doctor's office and the doctors gives them something, right? I don't know what that is, but they, they give them something and it it's again, sometimes it can work, you know, no judgment. That's great if it works for you, but you may be putting a mask on and it could be just some self-discovery that can lead you to a happier, more peaceful life. And really those are the steps that again, takes you to the macro of building a life that's on your terms, doing it your way and becoming your own best version of your man. So I hope that helps. Hope it makes sense. Reach out if you need anything. And until next time, keep moving forward. If you've enjoyed this episode and are wondering what's next, I have a free offer for you. Now, I can only cover so much information in a podcast without the use of visual aids. And so I've started free monthly trainings, which occurs on the second Wednesday of every month, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In those trainings, I'll be going live and we'll be diving deep into different concepts, strategies, and tactical tips that you can use to start creating your dream life today. Now, to register for that upcoming free training, head over to manofclass.com forward slash free training or look for the link in the show notes below. I hope that you take that next step towards a better you, and I'll see you there.